1: It is just about 5:08. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Shamila. and last week the Court of Appeal overturned the landmark High Court ruling from last year that would have allowed children born overseas to Malaysian mothers to be entitled to Malaysian citizenship in the same way that children born overseas to Malaysian fathers are. So, to start us off today, we're looking into the reactions to this decision and what can be done next.
0: So in a majority decision on Friday, the court ruled in favour of the government's bid to overturn the previous landmark High Court ruling that said uh, children born overseas to Malaysian mothers with foreign spouses were entitled to Malaysian citizenship. So looking at the uh, ruling, Bench Chairman Kamaluddin Mohamed Said and Aziza Nawawi were in the majority while S. Nantabala dissented. And Kamaluddin and Aziza said that they were following the legal principles of a federal court ruling made last year and added that it was up to Parliament and not the court to rewrite the constitution. This has actually been um, a pretty major sticking point, and mm. we'll, we'll get to that a bit later. Uh, the majority basically said that the word father in the second schedule of the part 11 of the federal constitution to the biological father and cannot be extended to include the mother or parents. Meanwhile, um, Nantha said that the present legal status of the mother's bloodline was made to look inferior to the father and referred to Article 14, which allowed children outside of the Federation to obtain citizenship, uh, was discriminatory as it violated the equality provision um, and said that denial of citizenship also went against international law, which Malaysia was a party to.
1: So we are going to be speaking with Family Frontiers President Suri, uh, Suri Kemper shortly, and I think uh, we can wait till then, therefore, to get their take and reaction on this, although, of course, they have been supremely disappointed. It is a disappointing ruling. But in terms of the reactions from other spaces, so, for example, New in Yu, uh, who's a constitutional lawyer, said, I think this is ultimately correct. The problem lies with the Constitution itself, which discriminates against women, and this can be fixed by Parliament. The courts can only do so much to strain the reading of a clear provision will only result in absurdity and then points out that really it comes down to MPs having to take on the responsibility to actually seek remedy for this in Parliament, Uh, pointing out also that this isn't a controversial issue. It can and should receive bipartisan support. All that is needed is just to replace the word father with parents one at least uh, and at the same time delete S17 part three, second schedule to the federal constitution. Meanwhile,
0: uh, Lim Wei Jet, also a lawyer, says... Many men are giving bad takes on why the mothers mothers involved in these issues didn't do A, B or C when the child was born. You're all missing the point. The point is that men or fathers don't have to go through these ordeals or choices. That's the definition of gender discrimination, pure and simple.
1: Which is a theme that's been coming through and I think something that needs addressing, right? Because it is true that in the conversation that has emerged, uh, as has been the case actually throughout this throughout this court case, there are questions about, well, then why did you go abroad to give birth? Um, why did you do this or that? Or do this or that? And the point is that regardless, right? Um, men have been doing this and been conferring citizenship onto their children without having to go to all this fuss and bother. So the the question that is being asked, I think, um, in those sorts of settings is fundamentally wrong. I think it's interesting also that um, alongside
0: reactions like News in News, we are actually seeing a stronger call now uh, towards MPs and saying that, in fact, the the reason we've arrived here at all is because of a failure of um, people who are supposed to represent us sort of coming together enough and in a significant way to change this uh, in parliament, rather than essentially forcing people involved in the situation to have to take it to court.
1: Let us know, what are your thoughts on this? What's your take? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, 2900, WhatsApp and voice note us, 18 Tweet us at BFM Radio. And after this, we are going to be speaking with Suri Kemper, President of Family Frontiers Malaysia. So keep it here on the evening edition, BFM 89.9.
0: Bigotry Free Malaysia, BFM 89.9.
1: It is just about 5.13 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. Today we are talking about a recent uh, overturning of the High Court ruling by the Court of Appeal. Um, the landmark ruling last year allowed children born overseas to Malaysian mothers to be entitled to Malaysian citizenship and uh, the Court of Appeal overturned that decision, so that's where we're at. Let us know what you think about this. You can call double seven double three two nine hundred, WhatsApp 18 789 You can also send us a voice note there and tweet us at BFM Radio. In the meantime, uh, joining us now to discuss this is Suri Kemper, President of Family Frontiers Malaysia. Suri, thank you for speaking with us today. Thanks for having me. So I'm, I'm sure that this has been a very difficult decision for many mothers. Uh, can you tell us about what the reactions to this have been on the ground?
2: Well, we're of course quite devastated. I mean, I think it took a while to sink in. The High Court Judgment really offered us a glimmer of hope to provide a real remedy to the struggle that Malaysian women um, are currently still facing and a gender-based discrimination, of course, that we've endured for over 60 years. But the Court of Appeal decision really, I guess, crushed that hope, at least for now. But I have to say, uh, Malaysians are quite amazing, you know. So that is the outpour of support from the public has been a balm on this heartache. We've never received so many messages of support, and uh people understand the issue. They know how to speak about it. Um, and and they agree that it's unjust and unfair to women. And many share our pain, many are outraged. So, I mean, there's always been that.
0: So as you, as you referenced just now, uh, the High Court ruling um, and then the subsequent overturning of that by the Court of Appeals, walk us through how it went from the initial ruling to where we are now. What's the basis behind this current ruling?
2: So as you know, we filed at the High Court on the basis that there are two conflicting provisions in the federal constitution, right? One is Article 8.2, which guarantees protection from gender-based discrimination, and the others are the relevant provisions on citizenship. And so what we asked was for the court to harmonize these two conflicting provisions because they seem to contradict one another. And that's what the high court judge did, hence the outcome being that when these provisions in the federal constitution are read harmoniously, then the result is that women are able to confer citizenship onto their children. Of course, the government didn't agree, so they filed an appeal, which is how we ended up at the Court of Appeal. And then last Friday, the Court of Appeal issued its two to one majority decision, where, the, where it overturned the High Court decision, arguing that the court should not. Um, reinterpret the Constitution or read these two provisions harmoniously because they regarded it as akin to quote-unquote rewriting the Constitution. And so that's how they ended up saying um, no, not the role of the court.
1: And what does this decision mean for the children who had already applied for citizenship under the previous decision?
2: Well, the government uh, said that they had received, in fact, 588 submissions since the High Court decision in September 2021 and had processed and sent out letters to 33 mothers saying that their children were considered eligible for citizenship under this, uh, according to the High Court decision. However, we know that out of those, to date, Only six of the applicant mothers on the case have received their documents, whereas the rest have not. But during the hearing, the judges agreed that for the six that have received citizenship, this should stay in place pending the outcome of uh, the federal court hearing, after which the government will decide what happens. And uh, the rest of the applications um, are to be frozen also, at least status quo, until the federal court hearing.
0: So taking a step back, what options actually do exist for mothers when it comes to applying for Malaysian citizenship for their overseas-born children?
2: Um, Currently, they can still apply using the route that was previously available to Malaysian mothers, which is citizenship by registration under Article 15.2 of the Federal Constitution. However, we know that over the last five years, from 2018 till 2022, The government received 3,407 applications, but approved only 19. And this is an approval rate of less than 1% per year, and it averages out at about five approvals per year. And at that rate, it will take the government over 600 years just to clear this batch of applications. (laughs) So as one of the plaintiffs in
1: this case, then, can you tell us what happens next?
2: Um, Well, of course, we're taking this forward and uh, applying for leave to be heard at the federal court. Um, We have 30 days to file and uh, that's what we'll do. So the thing is, in the meantime,
0: there are families and children being affected. What are some of the impacts that you're seeing?
2: Oh, gosh. Uh, Many of the moms um, who got their letters, first and foremost, are scared that their applications will be frozen. They don't know, of course. If the government will still give them their citizenship documents. Right. And of course, there are other mothers. I think um, many people saw the interview uh, of a mother during um, at the press conference after the Court of Appeal decision. Um, And so, you know, like her, there are many mothers who's like who are in quite dire straits where their children's visas are running out. Um, and they're not sure if their children will be able to stay in the country. And, of course, this is quite devastating, especially considering that uh, for a lot of these children, their family is here, right? Their only family in the world is in this country, and they can't stay in this country. Um, Of course, and then, of course, there are those who need long-term health care. And, you know, um, I mean, there are all those situations, and and mothers will keep doing what they're doing, which is treading water to stay afloat. And that's quite sad but it's it's something that we have to do for now.
1: Now judges Kamaluddin Mohamed Sayed and Aziza Nawawi both said that it is up to parliament and not the court to rewrite the constitution which is something that we've seen uh, echoed across a number of reactions that it, you know MPs need to be doing more. Do you think that there is enough political will to get this tabled in parliament and support it?
2: I know uh, you know we know that many MPs have really come through Uh, And they said they'd support us. You know, some have um, issued statements uh, to that effect. And that's just fantastic, I think. But we also uh, need to remember that it's a constitutional amendment and those uh, need to be tabled by the government. And the government's actions to date, of course, have not indicated or at least demonstrated any political will. You know, I mean, just to recap, really, in September last year, After the High Court decision, the Home Minister said the government is working to amend the discriminatory provisions in the federal constitution, and then said they'd be tabled in July this year. And then, of course, in December, he followed that up to say that um, the, the government had established a committee to study proposed amendments. And this particular committee was supposed to conduct a holistic study on citizenship matters and then finalize their findings within six months. It's been eight months now since that announcement, and the committee has not met once, we also, July has come and gone, and various constitutional amendments were passed, but those did not include any amendments around the citizenship issue. And so clearly, this is, I mean, at least shown to us that, uh, you know, women are not a priority for this government.
0: Suri, what would you like to leave us with?
2: Oof. Well, Malaysian women are nothing if not resilient, right? And yes, yes, this is a setback. But... We don't have the luxury of quitting. We don't have the luxury of giving up. And so we will not be deterred. Really, this is an important issue. It goes beyond the six mothers who are applicants on the case and affects thousands, literally thousands of Malaysian women and their children. That's more than half the population. We need your support. I need the public support to keep pressure on the government to make good on their promise to fix this injustice. We also know that the elections are coming at some point soon. Uh, you know, so I reckon for all those listening out there, please speak to your MPs, speak to your lawmakers, make them understand that this is an issue that matters to you. And, you know, really vote for, vote, vote for a government that shows you women, their constituents matter to them. You know,
1: Suri, thanks so much for speaking with us today.
2: Thank you for having me. Thanks so much. Always a pleasure.
1: That was Suri Kemper, President of Family Frontiers Malaysia, uh, telling us basically what lies ahead after the Court of Appeal overturned the landmark High Court ruling from last year that would have allowed children born overseas to Malaysian mothers to be entitled to Malaysian citizen- citizenship in the same way that Malaysian fathers can confer that onto their children. Um, we've been asking you for your thoughts on this. You can call double seven double three 2900, WhatsApp 018-789-8899, where you can also send us a voice note. Uh, tweet us at bfm radio and we have messages coming in let's start with this from munif who says probably the shortest ever response i've ever
0: written for a discussion on this issue sexist thanks for coming to my ted talk
1: Munif, I would applause. Uh, I would applaud if it wouldn't be annoying on radio. But I mean, that that definitely has been the tone, right, of the the feedback coming through. Uh, we also have Lee Jun, who says, "Women who marry foreign spouses are criticised. Men who marry foreign wives are treated as gods." If the foreign spouse were Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg, would the citizenship rule be different? These are the questions. Honestly, I don't know anymore. Yeah, uh, and, and I think I can't. I can't say this enough. Um, It also comes down to resources, how much resources and time it takes to continuously be going to court for something like this and to continue to champion this, which... um yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's difficult to estimate exactly how difficult that is. Uh, Lua says, the case is that the government made the appeal. So why are they doing this? Other than wasting public funds, it shows an anti-female mentality. Now, um, I will just say that what the, the government has said on this in the past is that it's about the reading of the constitution, the... Um, The preservation of the the constitution being upheld and also national security, which is the part that makes the least sense to me, I think. Um, Even because if we look at the constitutional argument, uh, even lawyers are making that, right? Increasingly, there is this idea of okay, fine. So if the courts are not the avenue to go to, then it is going to come down to parliament. Um, Well, Nini is saying, isn't this the main reason for us to vote in more female politicians? I mean, there is that, especially because the question here is of wanting this to be something that you can keep in focus, right? And not something that just falls behind. Um, Meanwhile, Meezy says, right now, I'm only interested in the current government's subsequent actions. We'll see whether they'll be out to stop applications or whether they'd be sympathetic or otherwise. I'm also curious to know what the Minister of um, Women is going to do. So yes, um, keep those thoughts coming. Again, what is your take on the fact that there was a recent ruling by the Court of Appeal or decision that overturned the High Court ruling from last year that would have allowed Malaysian mothers to confer their citizenship to children when they're born abroad? Um, You can call 7773-2900, WhatsApp 018-789-8899, tweet us at BFM Radio. So keep it here on the evening edition, BFM 89.9.
2: Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my, BFM 89.9, The Business Station.